Nothing in my pocket, nothing in the bank. Pork chop in the fridge, it's getting kind of rank. I was waiting for a little better on a Monday morning. Creek is running low, not quite a trickle. The fields are growing stones and the farmers eating pickles. I was hoping for a little better on a Monday morning. But I know you make me feel brand new I never made any money dancing in the living room You come home to me like a freight train Make me feel like everything might just be okay A little too step in the kitchen Baby, just waltz into the blue I never made any money Dancing in the living room Everything's broken The faucet wants to leak The drywall needs a patch And the floors keep trying to creak But it stays dry, baby When it ain't raining I'm a drama king, I know our houses are home But there's a sad feeling ringing on my phone And I'll scream, it's making me crazy I know you, will make me feel brand new I never made any money dancing in the living room Yeah! Just waltz into the blue. I never made any money dancing in the living room. I never made any money dancing in the living room. That's Winnipeg singer-songwriter Del Barber with Dancing in the Living Room from his wonderful new Americana-flavored album, Easy Keeper. Four years in the making, this album really packs a punch. Eleven great songs that are at times deeply personal, and yet at others quite celebratory. This may be the recording he was born to make. To learn more about the new album, we're pleased to welcome Del Barber to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to be able to talk to you today, Del. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure. Absolutely. You, you must be really pleased with uh, you know, the, the response you've been getting to this new album. I know there was a Rolling Stone review that came out a few days ago, and, and they loved it. 
And, you know, it's... you. Were, I don't know if you were on the cover of Rolling Stone, but you're definitely in it. <laughs> uh, definitely not the cover, but it's. Uh, it was... It was sort of the most humbling moment of my career, and I, I honestly haven't had a reception like this to any record I've made, and I was not expecting it uh, either. You know, I just was hoping I could keep making music in my small way and uh, trying desperately to be sustainable and making the best art, writing the best songs I could, and, and always hoping someone will pay attention. People like Rolling Stone, people like yourselves, you know, like it's a. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been received really well. I'm feeling pretty grateful about the whole push so far, and I, I just hope I can get out there and, and, and uh, play meaningful shows, and hopefully people will come, you know? I think you 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 were nominated for a Juno, what, a couple of times? Is that right? That is correct, yeah. Two Juno nominations, which was a similar feeling. It was kind of out of nowhere. Immediately called my mother and my mother-in-law and told them big news, and, and they were both absolutely shocked you know <laughs> nobody expected uh me to, to get looked at for those types of awards and uh myself included and it's, it's always it always doesn't really quite feel real and uh yeah so I'm, I'm feeling like this is off in the right direction for sure well this album certainly feels very special from the first listen i had um you know the quality of the songwriting the players the production it just this really does feel like the whole package did you feel that when you were making it that this was going to be something special? Not really. I wasn't in touch with any of any sort of large, grandiose feelings. I was definitely in the moment kind of more than I've ever been making a record. I wasn't really thinking about who would hear it or what they would think about it. For the first time, it was just like making music with my friends in a space I was comfortable in. And it felt like we didn't really care about anything outside of us and uh and i think that's part of the reason why it turned out the way it turned out you know and i don't know if i can recreate that in the future but i think it really helped you know it's we always talk about music as, as being this exercise of sincerity and when music's really good i think it's always sincere it's really hard to know when you're being insincere it's, you know you always think you're being sincere when you're making records or even having conversations with, with friends or family or strangers you know and, and then you can look back on things and realize I wasn't really being myself there. I, I didn't realize it. You know, I think it's, it, to me, it sounds like the most sincere record I've ever made, the songs. I feel like they're as honest I could, as I could be, and I think they represent kind of the best parts of my writing, you know, and, and uh, I'm really pleased to hear you, uh, you you can actually hear it in the record. So it means a lot to me you said that. Oh, oh, yeah, no, the, there's no doubt. I mean, this this album is something very special. It's actually kind of interesting because your last album was your Hockey Cover Songs album that, you know, was the album that you weren't going to promote the, the puck drops here. Was that really, I mean, it, I, I guess there's two ways of looking at that. Was it the fact that you, you know, were not quite feeling it with the, the company you were with at the time or whether it was just a space holder while you, you know, you kind of started to let things ruminate on the next project? Well, the honest answer is, is uh, I had written a bunch of really uh, songs that I believed in, and I kept getting the, the, the record label, they kept dragging their feet. You know, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't send me the advance. They had promised me to put out my next record. It was always like, you know, they didn't really believe in me or the songs anymore, and, and I didn't really see that. And I was up late one night, and I just pitched them this idea of a hockey record, and right away they sent money for it. I was like, 
oh, that's weird. <laughs> and and so like, I should have seen that coming, you know, right from that moment. And it, it wasn't a record that I could see myself touring. It was just a fun kind of gimmicky record to make. Um, I didn't even want my name on the record. I wanted it to come out under a sort of the alias of the No Regrets, just because it was fun and funny and and uh, and and I really loved making that record. But it, but it wasn't like it's not like a serious you know artistic effort from from my point of view at all. It's just sort of like this little fun project. And then I kind of felt coerced into putting my name on it. And uh, actually, I kind of regret that. I don't have a lot of regrets in my career, really. I've been really lucky, but that's sort of putting that on under my name. And I, I just think it was a bit of a mistake, you know. So you do have a few regret skis about that one. But I, I got to say, exactly. you, you know, those of us that every now and again need to make a hockey-themed show, you're going to get right. lots of airplay. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But let, let's talk about the new album. Easy Keeper, 11 songs. Every one of them is fantastic. I, I, you know, when I listen to them and, you know, part of preparing for an interview is, okay, what songs are we going to talk about? Well, I could have picked any of the songs on this album to include. We started off, though, with Dancing in the Living Room, which I think is the first track on the album. And it, it, it really is a, is a great statement. Tell us a little bit about this song. I really like this song. It's a song that it doesn't feel very earnest. It, it has it has like a, a really great tonal quality to it for one, which is what drew me to it when we started playing it in pre-production. And it just has a light, light-heartedness sort of John Priney writing style. It seems like it's a song that everybody likes when we play it. And, it. and when I first wrote it, I didn't think much of it. You know, it wasn't a song that I was like leaning on as sort of being a, a part of the backbone of this record. And when I make records, I usually write 20 or 25 songs and then whittle them down and have to find this core group of songs that, that, that have a narrative thread in them, you know. And, and this song was just, it was just definitely, uh, my track one when, when I heard it back and when, when we started producing it for the first time, it was like, oh, I, I love it. And it's a song that we play every night and we've been playing every night for the last year, you know. So, so now I am, I am sort of leaning on that. And uh, it was an interesting process for me. Because it was definitely not a song I thought was gonna was gonna be recorded. I just kind of added it in the mix, and, and uh, really happy with how it turned out. Well, your songwriting has such a wonderful lyrical style to it. I mean, do you find it really easy to? Uh, I I imagine you must start with the melody and then you know start to to come up with some lyrics for it. But uh, it just I don't know. It, I I just love the the thing I notice when I listen to an album like this is I want to listen to every word, you know, because you know, some of the phrases you use are just fantastic. I just was uh, curious as to, to how you go about things. Yeah, so my process is I write based on a, a picture or an image or a character. If it's like a feeling or a, a picture or like a little movie I'm trying to create, that, that's always where I start. And then I write melody and lyrics at the same time, or I try my best to do that. So if I get one line, usually it has a melody to it, and I'm pointing at one particular thing I'm trying to say. And then I'm working my butt off trying to make every word as intentional as possible and, and, and not choosing a lazy path, you know. And uh, weird to me, like when I listen to music, I don't, I don't really pay attention to anything until I have the lyrics memorized or close to memorized. And then I start paying attention to production. That's just how I listen to music. And I think... Uh, that definitely influences how I how I write. I, I spend most of my time writing words down, 
when melodies and stuff I don't really think about or intend. I just stumble into them and then try to change them if for some reason I'm finding that I'm ripping something off or something, you know. But I don't I don't spend time worrying or thinking about melody and I, and I I think that's one of the ways I'm gonna get better probably is is to try to pay attention more to melody as I kinda of grow older and and figure out kind of new ways to phrase things and, and melodies to lean on. You know, that's sort of my next step I think for me as a songwriter is to think more about melody. Well, it's certainly, I, I, love the, I love the way you write. I want to actually go back to the album now and play another track. I, I'd like to play the track Louise, which is an interesting song because you really feel like you get to know this person. Tell us a little bit about this track. I think it's my favorite track on the record. Um, I think it demonstrates sort of where I feel most comfortable as a writer, and it's, it's, it's trying to write character songs. It's sort of based, uh, loosely on a neighbor I have who's one of these women who have been through all of the fires of life and despite despite all of the hard the hardship she has this beautiful positive posture and it's it's sort of like I think it it it's the biggest example of what an easy keeper is trying to find human examples of this classic farm term easy keeper Louise to me is is a is a perfect picture of what it means to be an easy keeper, and it's the type of person that that I'm desperately hoping to become. You know, so yeah, that's Louise. I I guess we all should become easy keepers. I I think the farm term right is the fact that these are just animals that are easy to to manage. I mean, it's just a not a yeah. lot of lot of work. Yeah, they're not. They always give more than they take. They they never they never have problems, and and they're generally a joy to have on the farm. And I just really like applying that term to people because I, I, and I, and I, as a virtue, I think it's something, I think it's, it's almost like calling meekness a virtue. I think, I think this record is starting to celebrate meekness in a way. And uh, yeah, I think Louise is a, is a really great example of, of sort of that virtue playing itself out in the real world. Let's listen to that just now. This is Del Barber with the song Louise from his fabulous new album, Easy Keeper. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. My lover reads old copies of the TV guide Still goes dancing with her friends Almost every Saturday night She's a burn barrel feeding hands and knees sponge squeezing corn husking one of a kind. She carries a great weight on her shoulders, and her heart can set the time on the tower of Big Ben. She was singing Will Nelson on a ladder cleaning knees. Many men have called her a perfect ten. Me, it's just Louise. Sometimes I catch her crying when she thinks she's alone. It happened again yesterday when she was out hanging clothes. See, 20 years before me, she had a perfect family of three, and they had some. Bad luck on the road 
she carries a great weight on her shoulder And her heart can set the time on the tower of Big Ben She was singing Willie Nelson on a ladder clean and ease Many men have called her a perfect ten To me it's just the weed They say you can't ever know The big curtain's gonna fall on you You don't get to choose when you go Stand tall on those sunny days Cause shit always goes sideways Take a page, if you please, from Louise She carries a great weight on her shoulders And her heart can set the time on the tower Her perfect time to me is just the way. That's Del Barber with the song Louise from his great new album, Easy Keeper. It's just been released. Del is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today chatting about the new album. I want to talk about uh, the people that play on the album with you because uh, you mentioned four years in the making of this album and the fact that you know you wanted to get the songs right before you uh, went into the studio to record them. Tell us a little bit about that process. Well, this was a step back for me. I've spent a lot of time just trying to hire the greatest musicians I could uh, wherever I was recording. And this was a different approach. This was trying to assemble not only players that I loved, you know, technically they're playing, but I also love them as people. And I, and I want, I want music to be more about uh, who I'm playing it with rather than just who's playing it. These are people that I've had relationships with for a long time and, and got people that I really enjoy spending time with, you know? And, uh, yeah. So I, and I always think that just makes a, a, a better, recording experience for everybody and and I can't help but imagine that the recordings don't actually turn out better as well you know when there's a relationship there when people understand each other when there's been some trials and uh, I think I think surround yourself with the people that you trust in those situations and I think it's just going to make better art and so that was the idea one of my best friends Grant Siemens and I we produced it together basically got to pick our our best friends and we played with them, and it's pretty much that simple, you know. So tell us about the other people on the album. So we got Ivan Burke on drums. Uh, he's been touring with me for the last six years, I think. Uh, Andrina Turin, she's an amazing old pal from Winnipeg. She's a killer singer. She used to be in a band called Shikamin, and she's been kind of doing side work for musicians now for a while. She's, she does most of the singing on the record with me. Bernie Thiessen's on bass, my touring bass player and uh, Bill Western's on steel. I've been playing with him since I started playing music and he's, his name's Bill Western. So he's like 
he's designed basically by birth to become a pedal steel player, you know. Hmm. Um, so let's see who else is on the record. Uh, Haley Carr is singing background. Another great friend from Winnipeg. And of course, uh, Scott Francis, my one of my favorite engineers in the country. From lives in Edmonton and runs a studio called Riverdale Recorders. He came out to to Manitoba and helped us record this thing. I've had a long friendship with Jeff Hiller. He used to play keys for the Deep Dark Woods. Maybe he still does, actually. And he's my favorite keyboard player in the country. And I just figured, I just feel like he channels Scott Hudson, you know. So it was like it was an obvious choice for him to play keys. And uh, Jeremy Russo is, is a guy I actually don't know very well who he called, who I knew was in Winnipeg, who plays pretty much every instrument brilliantly. And uh, yeah, so we, we called him in to get to get some sounds in kind of last minute. Absolute pleasure to work with, too. Well, certainly they did a fabulous job. I have to be honest. It's interesting what you said about, you know, the trying to, to work in a different way, because it really feels like you nailed this album, just absolutely nailed it. And I'll definitely keep my fingers crossed when award season starts to to see where this album lands up because you know it's like the getting the Rolling Stone interview. This is this is an album that is is very very special. Tell us a little bit about the live show because you're heading out on tour. I think you're out west, and then you'll be coming east. Tell us a little bit about what people can expect when they come and see you this fall. Yeah, so we're going to be in Western Canada in October. I think uh, Eastern Canada, Ontario, and East uh, November. Uh, out West, we're going to be touring with a four-piece band, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be mostly intimate shows. You know, we're going to try and, I'm going to try and sort of demonstrate my storytelling chops. That's sort of the reason I have a career, is because I've been touring solo as kind of a singer-songwriter storyteller. I've, I've just gotten really good at it over the years, and it's something that I really value in, in a solo performance. And so I'm, I guess... I'm trying to to figure out a way to to make the band show agreeable to that as well. Um, instead of just blasting people's ears off, I think we're going to try to to try to create that narrative arc and, and use the stories as well. So that's what's going to happen out west, and I think out east I'm going to do a smaller show. I think it's just going to be a duo show. Me and my my trusty steel player, as of late, Ryan Funk. We're going to hit the road out there, and and, and we've been working on this duo show now for a couple of years, and I feel like really hitting its stride and I, I really hope people come and check it out well you know i i really love the the thoughtfulness you bring to all this and you know the the fact that you want to make sure that the storytelling really comes through i think that that is hugely important and i want to compliment you on that because you know singer songwriters like yourself you know you name check john prine as being one of your major influences earlier and it's just great to to hear you taking this approach to your music yeah i, I really I want to be intentional about about my art. Um, I think I spent a long time just sort of flying by the seat of my pants and just doing whatever came to me. And and uh, I, I think I need to really slow down and 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 pine after great performances and and figure out ways to make those happen. And uh, I feel like I've been on the right track over the last few years testing these songs. And, and uh, yeah, I really hope. I really hope it comes through, you know, that's that's the goal. So, Well, I certainly wish you all the best with this album. It, it is truly fabulous. I, I, I love it. I know it's going to be one of my favorite albums at the end of the year. 
If you want to learn more about Del Barber and his music, remember he's got lots of shows coming up this fall. You can go to delbarber.com. You can get all the information there. And Del, we've just got one thing left to do, and that's pick the final song to finish with today. I thought we should play the title track, Easy Keeper, which is a is another great song. Tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah, so Jan, this is this is a song that that I wrote uh, in the hospital, basically after not sleeping for forty hours after my baby daughter was born, uh, and it was just a song that just came out all at once. It was, usually, I, I I spend months and months just whittling away at songs as if they're like a, a, a hardwood sculpture, and I only I only have hand tools and. I, I usually just pick away at songs, but this was something that I don't know if it was just the the euphoria or the, the lack of sleep, but this song just like spat itself out, sung it into my phone, every verse, every chorus. It just happened in, in a matter of minutes. And it was a song on the record that I was kind of unsure of because it was brand new and we recorded it. You know, we recorded pretty well right after Guthrie was born. Yeah, and, and it's it's a sort of ultimately personal song, and I don't do that a lot. You know, I don't really give myself the credence to speak from my own point of view on my records. And, and uh, this song just ends up meaning so much to me that I, I couldn't help but put it on there. And uh, it's a song that, that I've been leaning on pretty heavy lately, so I'm glad you picked it. And rather appropriate for the title track, I think. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. This is Del Barber with the title track from his great new album, Easy Keeper. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again for spending the time with us. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Jan. I always thought that I was an easy keeper My old man would surely disagree Cause I like fancy dinner Good food and fine leather Two-stroke engines that turn over with ease What about my pride? How much is too much? What debts do I have that I'll plainly fail to pay? I guess who I think I am isn't who I am. And the righteous, they deal with this day after day. Keeper, just wanna open my hand and rise with the sun and whine about nothing and grow this heart just as tall as I can. I'm sure it's women. That are the shoulders of peace And I know Because I've seen With my own eyes Life rolling to this world Through the wild pains of labor Carrying 
everything, the last, the first, and the least. If I could raise my child to know just where she's from, and smile when the west wind blows through her hair, and wonder at the sky, be it stars, thunder, or aurora. It's wonder, that's the virtue that'll take you anywhere. Easy keeper, just wanna open my hand, rise with the sun, wine about nothing. This heart just as tall as I can. So, who the hell are you? And what do you do? And how much will you pay not to get wet when it rains? There are still good dogs, fast horses, and fish in the river. Maybe get wet this one time and see what it brings. Easy keeper, just wanna open my hand, rise with the sun and whine about nothing. Heart, just as tall as I can. Rise with the sun and whine about nothing. Grow this foolish heart, just as tall as I can.